Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. So today is a final conversation around some of the difficult emotions that we deal with. We covered anger and fear. And this week I'm going to cover a lot in a very short space of time because I don't seem to need to dwell on them. But the basic print I want to get over here to you around all of these negative emotions is that a lot of it is to do with our thinking. It's about how we manage our thoughts around things or how we become aware of our thinking. And when we become aware of it, when we become aware of the source of some of these emotions, we have a bit more opportunity to control them. So the things we're talking about is shame, guilt, need and embarrassment. Now, shame and guilt are really hot topics and they are very difficult to deal with in a very short conversation. But the basic principle is that when we feel shame, shame is related to feeling bad. I am bad. I am wrong. And that's shame. And it doesn't need to have anyone around you to feel shame. We can feel it literally by thinking about a situation and it being shameful. In fact, our media and a lot of uh, our culture looks at people in expectation that they feel shamed for something that they did. But invariably, we can we can dish out enough shame ourselves without actually anyone directing it ourselves. Now, guilt is something different. Guilt is an action that we do that we feel guilty about. That is something we've actually done something and we can actually feel that guilt. Both can be an action that we've done. The guilt is a kind of acknowledgement that we did something wrong. Whereas the shame is a perception of how other people think about what we did. This is why I said it's quite difficult to unpick. Um, The master at this conversation is definitely Brené Brown. Her books are amazing. If you've never read any of her books and you have anything on this subject, well, hang on. We all have stuff on this subject. We are all carrying shame and guilt. The previous podcast guest, Lois Hollis, she dealt with shame and guilt her whole life and she talks extensively about that subject. So it's worth checking out that podcast if you want to know more about shame and guilt. But It's one of those things that really can be debilitating for a lot of people. It can really affect our lives. And we all carry some of that material. Most of it is associated with history or events in our lives. That's what triggers this stuff. Getting through it tends to be a process of releasing it. Often it requires work with a therapist to dig deep, to to dig it out, because it can be quite buried. It can be quite hard to find. A good indicator that you have some work to do is some of your self-talk and language. If you use phrases like, I'm a failure or I'm a loser, 
When the comments are self-directed, they tend to be shame. When the comment is about the action and not you, they tend to be guilt. And you can find much more about this, as I said, in some of Brenia Brown's work. Another area of difficulty is embarrassment. Now, embarrassment is about being seen or it's about making a faux pas or a mistake in an environment where you are seen to have done that. Now, embarrassment's a funny topic, really, and it's about a cultural thing. It's about maintaining our position within the status and hierarchy. So originally, embarrassment would have come from our indigenous past, where if we were ostracized from the group, it would probably mean the end of our lives. It would probably mean we would suffer. And so embarrassment actually has physical symptoms of blushing or um, a way of being. And that those um, demonstrations of, of embarrassment would have appeased the people or the members of your community that you were accepting your responsibility. And then there's, yes, of course, there's a bit of shame in them as well. So that's embarrassment was definitely about keeping us safe in the structures of a society. Now, embarrassment, again, is used today in modern society. It's part of the thing that holds together. It's the glue for social fabric. It's basically about what other people think of me. And what is interesting about embarrassment on some level is that as humans, we go through a process where we're, as children, as, as toddlers, we have no embarrassment whatsoever. You know, we drop food, we do all sorts of things, and we have no worry about it. And as we get older, progressively towards teenage years, we get more embarrassed. We want to fit in. It's about fitting into your group. And then as we get older still, at the other end of our lives, a lot of old people have zero embarrassment about their lives, and about, what, about fitting in anymore. So it's fascinating how to see how that how that kind of stuff works. Some of the work on embarrassment is worth looking up is Dachna Kelpner, and he runs a podcast called The Science of Happiness. Some of his material is very interesting. How to get over embarrassment in a situation? Well, if you have made a faux pas, apologize. But the thing about it is, is to move on, is to accept that you made a mistake and just move on. When we engage with it put loads of thought behind it that's when it starts to grow and embarrassment can then later become shame so after an event we start unpicking how we behaved or what we said and those bits and pieces and i know many people do that people around me will do that will unpick what they said or maybe i said too much and those sort of thoughts tend not to lead to good places <laughs> it's about shame again it's bringing out those those uh, those uh, uncomfortable feelings about what people think of me and the hardest thing to appreciate in this life but it's really important is what other people think of me is none of my business and okay on some level it is particularly if they have control or power over you and i understand where that comes from but the reality is the majority of people who have an opinion about us, who like us, actually will forgive us our faux pas very, very quickly and very, very easily. My most embarrassing moment I can remember from my last um, employed role was as a young man. I was 
at a restaurant in Sweden with my boss and with a senior member of a company we were working with. And the milk for the coffee had arrived in a little cardboard queue or a little cardboard container in the days before plastic. And I had put some milk in my coffee and I picked up this container and I was playing with it thinking it was empty and I squeezed it. And all this milk went over my head and over my face and was dripping off my glasses. And for a moment I had this blinding sense of embarrassment. And everyone around the table laughed and it was very funny. And I was able to laugh with them and move through my embarrassment. And it was never mentioned again. It was just a funny situation. But it's interesting, when we can somehow find a way of moving through the embarrassment, it does pass very, very quickly. One of the tricks of, of embarrassment really is to look into people's eyes. If you're feeling embarrassment in the moment, when you look people in the face and smile and look at them, invariably what you get back is appreciation. All right, unless you've done something really seriously bad, I guess you might not. But majority of our embarrassing situations are faux pas of which are forgivable most of the time. Now the final thing I want to talk about is need. And this is a really weird one need because I used to see an exercise years ago where people would stand in the corner and express different emotions and need was one of them. And it always looked weak and um, desperate. When we express need in a desperate place, when we are in deep need, it does come across as helplessness. So what is a need? How does it come about? Now, we all want to get our needs met. And needs can be as basic as finding food, finding friendship, finding a new job. Find that these are kind of big needs, but needs really go right back to some of our base emotions. And needs are tied to values. When we understand what we value, what our values are in life, then we can understand why we get needs. Because when a value is not being met, that will trigger a need to get the value met. And the more, the further we are away from the value, the more desperate the need will become. So if one of my values is to be loved or to be loving, and I have no opportunity to express that in my life, then I will have a need to find someone to love or someone to love me in return. So you can see that can hit us at quite a base place and it can really make us appear quite desperate. So in order to get over that, it really is useful to explore your values, understand what your most important values are. And you can do that with a value list. There are hundreds of value lists online and value work is amazing in the power it brings to us. When we are clear of the values that we find important and when we look to express them on a regular basis, many of our needs start to disappear. But you gotta know what they are before you start. And that's why value work 
is so important, so so valuable. Oh gosh, value is valuable. The important point with this is not to try and pick too many. You really only be wanting to be working with five or six values at any one time or less, basically. And the idea is you work with one value and then you choose the next one. So the way to do this is to pick a value that you're interested in. See, how could I express that value today? When we start practicing expressing values on a daily basis, our needs for these things start to dissipate and life gets bigger for us. It's amazing what value work can do for us. I want to touch back on that of people expressing their need and looking helpless in the process. We are not helpless in our needs. We only choose to be helpless. The thing to remember here is our responsibility to get our needs met. It is not the responsibility of other people to see that our needs are met, unless there is an agreement that they will do so. So in a caring situation, obviously, that, that there is an agreement there. And so it's our responsibility using our values and using all the tools we can to identify what we need in life and take the appropriate action to get what we want. So that has been a whistle-stop tour around some of the icky emotions and feelings that we have. And, you know, we could go on unpicking this lot ad infinitum, but at the end of the day, it always comes down to the basic point feelings and thoughts are connected with our story it's about our past the history how we refer to that history how we think about that history and the associated emotions that get attached to it and things in our everyday life trigger those bits and pieces because we're basically one big computer and we're looking at the world and we're looking at seeing the world, how it operates, and we use our frame of reference. And the only frame of reference we have is the past to decide how to react in the future or decide how to react in the present. And it's about becoming aware of all of those things that allows us some control about how we react. I would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation. It is a whistle-stop tour on what is a huge subject, and people write books about it, and there are papers and research information about this stuff, which I'm so pleased they do, because it gives me an opportunity to share some of this material with you. In the meantime, do check out the website at lifepassionandbusiness.com. There are over 300 conversations on that site. Lots and lots of information out there. Uh, the resources tab has the five questions workbook and um, ebook, which I think, well, in my opinion, because I wrote it, I think those are the first steps on the path towards a good life. So it's definitely well worth checking it out. So if you have enjoyed the conversation, please give us a review. Five stars is always welcome. And share it with a friend because you never know what they may discover too. That's it from me. Thank you so much for your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.